Happy New Year, everyone. For some of us, today the disillusionment of life can cause us to feel numb to the world around us, mental health becoming more and more a crucial thing for us to take care of. And once in a while, all that we need to find ourselves and regain the feeling of the world around us is to give up control. That is what this month's movie provides to us, along with an incredible mixtape soundtrack. So put on your headphones and let go as we discuss Garden State. Welcome to another episode of You've Never Seen Question Mark Exclamation Point and Happy New Year everybody. Um, to start off the year I thought I would start to introduce my brother to my favorite movies that he has never seen and um, actually he's never seen the top three movies that I you know adore so this will kind of be a series um you know spread it out through the year he'll pop in once in a while and um for this first episode um very fittingly of the new year um we are going to be discussing garden state which is um zach braff who is usually an actor known from scrubs um first directorial directorial direct direct what is it directorial directorial debut um, he wrote and directed it and it is um, since the first time that I watched it has become one of my favorite movies and I love it and we're actually filming on a very rainy day that's very reminiscent of um, the final day that takes place in the movie so um, with that um, let's kick it off and Junior thanks or the bro thanks for joining as always thank you yeah, of course and um, so yeah what let's get started on what did you think on your first viewing of this movie? My first viewing, well, well, I guess my first impressions. It's very of its time. It's very early two thousands. The tone of it, especially, and just the the very underlying melancholy feeling of the whole film. Everything from the color to the, the just the expressions on every on on our main character's face and. And just though seeing how, just seeing right away how he reacts from things, and then of course the music choice, which I think right off the bat it was like a Dave Matthews Band song. No, no, it was, it was Coldplay. Oh, it was Coldplay. They did have a Dave Matthews. No, they didn't have. They don't have Dave Matthews on this. Oh, they don't. Well, they have a lot of. Maybe I'm thinking of another early two thousands movie, mm-hmm. but but it was very um. It's like that was my first impression of it. Uh, and then I was kind. I kind of knew that going in, uh, but then actually watching the movie through its entirety, I realized how uh, how personal it was as a film, especially as a debut film, where the writer and the director is also the actor playing the main role. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most personal films that I've ever seen. I think so. Um, yeah yeah i mean like going off of that like the the music um the soundtrack actually won a grammy and i mentioned that to you while we were watching it and um it's very (laughs) and yeah so like zach braff kind of has a grammy and what he famously like when he accepted it was like i just got a grammy for making a mixtape of music that i love which like is really awesome and and it's just because 
And that's what I love about this movie is just how well the music and the soundtrack is used to complement the storytelling of the movie. And that's very much like, like I told you, like if I were to make a movie, that's exactly what the I would love to do is just have a soundtrack that complements, you know, and and helps to express what people in the audience should feel in in those scenes and in those moments and and just mm. um contribute to like the inner thoughts and, and emotions of the characters themselves or yeah and i think that's where more of the the more personal feeling comes from too because it, it's the music is conveying how he feels mm-hmm. how zach essentially zach braff feels as a not only his character but also as a writer and a director he's telling you with the music how he felt in those moments and so it just adds an extra layer of 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 the film being as personal as it is it really felt like not only was he exposing really himself and what he went through during this kind of narrative that he i'm sure a lot of this is very based off of things that has happened to him in real life I think it's based off more so of like because he is from New Jersey and it's based off of more so I think he says like people that he knew and like his friends yeah yeah that's that's another thing that I really loved about this movie is that you can tell he was writing a lot of letters to a lot of people in his life with this movie and especially one of the biggest ones I think were to his dad and seeing that play out in the movie I just really enjoy movies. Uh, that are like that where you can really tell that the the creator is is using it as a means of expressing themselves and and you know getting they're giving themselves a platform to ask questions that they they've had you know all this time and and to say things that they wanted to say like i can really feel that with garden state i can really feel like zach this is zach braff's means of expression yeah, and I think, like, Zach Braff is a director, like, he's not very, like, acknowledged for it, in my opinion, but he's actually, like, besides Garden Stay in this, like, just showing, like, it's his, it was, like, his directorial debut, but but he's also, like, um, directed, and I don't know if he won an award for it, but he directed, like, one of the best episodes of Ted Lasso. And oh like, really yeah and like people love like that episode so much the um season one episode biscuits and um and he just yeah i, I just love his style like um there's he, he's come out with a few other movies and each of those like are very unique but have a great you know um directing and and stuff like that in my opinion and i really do like hope that he like continues on and, and keeps on like doing all these like things and pops in a little bit more and like has a because garden state is very much like a it's a well-known indie movie um uh, not as highly regarded as in my opinion as it should be um but it's it's well known enough and like has a cult following enough and um but yeah it, it's it has that cult following for a reason um so so yeah, what what were some standout moments for you in this movie? Uh, well, to me, I I think the film was kind of broken up into. I kind of mentally broke it up into more of two halves. So then there's like the the first half of the movie, 
and then the second half and the the middle point between them is really when he starts connecting to Natalie Portman's character. Mm-hmm. I think uh, after their first quote unquote date where it's it's her pet hamster's funeral. Yeah. That to me was kind of like the middle point of after that day, that was really the day where Zach Zach Braff's character his like the whole tone of everything started to change because even just the color of that day like it's more warm Mm -hmm. and it's more it's not nearly as gray as it was before because everything else before like it it, it's it was able to convey that and say it without actually saying it it was very subtle and i really appreciated that you know because it's not even something that you recognize at first. I didn't even recognize it at first until just right now when you asked that question. Because it's just that it's very subtle until you start actually thinking about it and you go, okay, this had to have been intentional. So I think uh, that's definitely a standout moment for me. And, and of course, just uh, I really appreciate that that's like the middle ground that helps define more of the film where... You have everything that happens before that that establishes him as a character going in. And then that happens. And then you could see his transition into who he becomes in the end. And then besides that, it's it's just there's a lot of other scenes that are kind of out there in terms of their reality. But I think because of how personal he made this movie feel in terms of the dialogue and in terms of his relationship with other characters as well as himself, it makes those feel a lot more grounded and realistic. So, for example, like he has a best friend that became a millionaire off of selling this like silent Velcro invention, mm-hmm. and now he lives in like a Jersey mansion with no furniture. Or like he has a friend who's a grave digger who knows like underground connections at like a peep show hotel that's like really disgusting and it's like those are things where like in in another movie i would have been like okay this is like a ridiculous work of fiction you know but because of everything else that feels so so real i'm like is this something that zach braff actually like encountered in his life has he actually been to like a a peep show motel has he actually been has he actually like met people that live in like a shipwrecked boat in the middle of a court you know like things like that where it's just like it's so out there but because of everything else in the movie that's just so down to earth and personal and real i'm like maybe there's maybe he actually like encountered this Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean the characters in this movie are so well fleshed out and like it it doesn't like take that much time to even like flesh them out it just does it in such a natural subtle way i mean like like you get for example the the new jersey millionaire it's like you get that feeling of like he doesn't know what to do with his money he just like is there and so he's just like so he has like you know essentially everything but he's so bored because he's like I don't know what to do like I'm so used to just like being poor and and nobody and just like you know smoking it around and stuff like that that he's like uh, 
yeah i'm sure it's something that a lot of people can relate to i think that's what it really is down to it's like the relatability of these characters because for example yeah like the millionaire friend it's like yeah none of us can relate to being a millionaire but we can relate to who he was before and relate to him you know like if we were in that position too we wouldn't know how to be either um but yeah i think i think uh, uh that's probably one of my favorite parts of the movie is just all the characters and in the way that they interact with each other and it's 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 very refreshing to see a piece of art like this where it's it just feels real it just feels like he's he's telling us his life mm. yeah yeah and, and i mean like just it of course like the standout one of the major standout moments like this movie is filled with so many great standout moments like when he takes ecstasy and then that that whole shot is so beautiful yeah shot with him like the world essentially moving around him and and like you said like he at that moment he feels that way and and speaking of like i was very impressed that you like um caught on caught caught that he was on antidepressants. yeah i was gonna i was gonna talk about that too was um well one of the rules of i guess making a movie is know your audience and a lot of people think oh you know just make it for yourself make movies for yourself Uh, but that's not necessarily the best thing to do in most cases because you want to have an audience that isn't just yourself so you have to know your audience and i think he really knew his audience because there are certain like he knew the people that were around him. He made this, I'm convinced he made this movie for, for those people too, because, um, yeah, when we were like Ariel was saying, when we were watching the movie and I was noticing his, I was just noticing just from his behavior. And then he talked to a, uh, what was it? A psychiatrist? Oh, the doctor knows. Oh, it was a doctor. It was an actual doctor, a neurologist. And that's where he met Natalie portman too right yeah because she has epilepsy so she was at a neuro and then he was saying he's been having these mental zaps oh and then this was after we already seen him at the party Uh huh. so i had already seen him like how he was acting at the party he was very disassociative and he and then then the doctor's appointment happened with the neurologist and he was saying he was having like mental brain zaps did he use the word zaps yeah he said zaps so yeah mental zaps and i was like oh my god he he's coming off of antidepressants and then everyone's like yeah (laughs) like i asked her like was he taking is he taking antidepressants and i didn't know the reason and the reason is explained later on in the movie but that's something that i knew and that ariel didn't because ariel's never known anybody with antidepressants and like on antidepressants or that's been through a similar experience, but I know people that have been. And so it's like, that, like that to me is one of the most impressive things you can do in filmmaking is when you don't have to spell it out at like in the, be- in the beginning or even at all, you don't spell it out. You just show what happens. Mm-hmm. And then those who know will pick up on it. So to me, like he made this movie for people like, you know, like that, that know, they know that how it's like going through that. And it's, like because if you don't know then you won't even notice you know you'll think like oh this he's just you know something's wrong with him or whatever you know but then if you know what you're looking at and you know like you can pick up on it you go oh he's taken antidepressants before 
it's really subtle and I really I really appreciate like when a film does that kind of representation because in a way it makes uh, it, it makes the people who have gone through something like that feel like they're not alone. They can watch this. They watch this and they go, oh, my God, like this is it's describing me. You know, mm-hmm. it's describing what I've been through and it's doing it really well to the point where like it's not explaining it. It's not saying it. I, it's just I recognize it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really like I said, this is one of the most personal films I, I think I've ever seen mm-hmm. because it's things like that where not everybody's going to know. Not everybody's going to pick up on it at first. Uh, and like that's I, that's to me is is not only really impressive when you pull it off the right way, but it's also really appreciated because not everybody gets to have that sort of representation in in movies. Yeah, I think he he definitely, and that's why I love about this movie is that he grasps the the you know the men, mental illness side of it, but did it very very like real you know like you were saying and 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 just i love the scene where he like finally because you're all throughout the whole movie you're like well why was he on antidepressants or like you know kind of like why did he never like come and visit his mom or you get that sense that he is like guilt feels guilty or like his father treats him very much like he's like a guilty party and stern and stuff like that from the beginning so you, so the the moment that he tells the story of what happened and and how it just makes it very heartbreaking that like you know he was just a kid and and this accident happened but he was like blamed for it by his father mainly um and then yeah also get going to like the possibility that his mom you know like couldn't you know just had had enough and like kind of even touching on that with like you know how people with disabilities feel and stuff just in a very subtle way and then and then you have then the character of his grave rock you know his um grave digger friend and like and such a like well like all all these characters are very well well written the dialogue is just so on point um but that character in particular is just like so like quick-witted and you get that sense of like he is very very intelligent but for multiple reasons he wasn't or hasn't been able to you know um become something more than he is but you know he's kind of like okay with it but then at the same time he's he's very prideful and like um doesn't want to give get handouts or stuff like that he wants to earn what he gets you know kind of thing yeah he wants to earn what with that character he wants to earn what he gets but at the same time he he's not he's he's not willing to apply himself in a way that he actually could Mm. because like you said it is very prevalent if you look past everything that he's trying to put up front to you Mm -hmm. he is pretty smart and he the fact that he's able to even make connections like we see in the movie Mm-hmm. it's just like well you can make connections elsewhere you can really you can really grow and i think that's something that you know we can all relate to as well either in ourselves or in people that we've seen where people we know that oh, they could be you know b plus a minus a students if they just applied themselves mm-hmm. and the fact that they don't you know they're just kind of floating by especially in a in a 
And like, where are they? Newark or like somewhere in Jersey, basically yeah. like in New Jersey, you know, like that's even like another layer of like, yeah. well, why would I want to apply myself? Why would I want to try hard? I'm living in New Jersey. Yeah, sorry, New Jersey. Sorry. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but, you know, like you get stuck. It's like you get stuck there. And then, uh-huh. you know, he sees he also sees like it's he's talking about him. He is like a very conflicted character, too, because at the same time. He looks down upon like people like his mom or people like um, their old friend at like the handyman store. Oh, yeah. Where the pyramid schemes. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the broke stay broke people. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you know, you know you're going to go for this get rich scheme, get rich uh-huh. quick scheme. Yeah. And you're just going to stay broke. I mean, that's that's another. I think that's another reason why too. He comes from people that are like that, yeah, especially like yeah. his mom, mm-hmm. who's been broke like that all her life. Yeah, and so he'd much rather work. He's it, it's instilled with him like this old philosophy where y- you have to work for your money. You just work, 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 and you make your own money. You don't buy into those schemes. You don't, you know, mm-hmm. you do it the honest way. You do it the straight path way. Yeah. I didn't realize that this movie had so many layers until actually talking about it right now. Oh, yeah. No, that's what these, these podcasts are for. Um, but, of course, the the best scene, in my opinion, and and I, I rewatch it just that every once in a while when I just want to see, like, what, in my opinion, is the perfect scene is the final scene of the movie. The ending? Like, yes, when he, from the moment when... You know, he's talking to Sam on the steps and and just the beauty of it. And just like this, yeah, this internal monologue, like you feel it with him. Like the monologue that he gives him, he's like, I just have to try. I have just to see this out and stuff like that. But then it's like, it, it's very much uh, the, the pinnacle of both his journey, his solo journey, but also his journey with Sam and his, their relationship and, and, um, and essentially, like, he was about to, I think, like, kind of do somewhat, like, maybe having a different mindset, but still do the same thing that he did before. Yeah. Kind of run away. Not run away, but leave. He was going to regress. You know? He was going to regress and, like, um, and then to come back and just say, it, it, that was dumb. It's dumb. Like, forget the plan and stuff like that. And then and then just the beauty and, of course, again, once again. The breakdown. The breakdown the song of of let go um by the foo-foos which is such an incredible song but um just the usage of that and like just his uh it always breaks me the question he's like well what what do we do what do we do now Mm -hmm. and then just her look of like just like smiling and happiness and that feeling of like it doesn't matter like let's just do what and you know it's gonna whatever happens happens. yeah and such, uh, I love that scene. And, like, I know it brought, kind of brought <laughs> tears to your eyes, yes. too, because it's such a beautiful scene. Because it's real, that's real life, yeah. essentially. And and it's it's not only the fact that he decided to stay, but it's even the fact that he was even going to leave in the first place. Because, you know, if this were, like, a real-life movie, or not a real-life movie, if this were just, like, any other, like, movie, you know, or, like, a tale or fiction a story you wouldn't write that you i mean all it's it's i'm obviously he came back too but then it's more important to look at the what like the reason why he was going to even leave he didn't have to leave mm-hmm. he really didn't i mean his 
he had nothing there. He had nothing to go yeah. back to, but he was still going back because he felt like this pressure was instilled in him mm-hmm. to go back and to like, I have to go back, you know, even though it wasn't good for him. Obviously, that's why he threw that all. He finally like was able to, well, let go mm-hmm. of that sort of pressure but the fact that that pressure was even put onto him it's like it goes more deeper into more of like a a, you know because this is what everybody feels it's like oh i can't stay here forever Mm -hmm. even though this is better for me i have to go back to you know the real world or what's normal and stuff like that and it's just that's that's something that i think a lot of people can can um uh relate to Mm -hmm. because you know we're we're all like saying you know don't go or stuff like that even though he's like this isn't the end this isn't goodbye i'll still come back yada 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 but we know what's waiting for him over there he's gonna regress and he's gonna go back to how he was before because he doesn't have her he doesn't have all his friends he does not in like and he still has that that um medicine cabinet filled with pills too yeah and And then he's gonna go back to a shitty job you know that's gonna put him in even a shittier mental state yeah yeah, and I think it, going back to, like, now, it, it just hit me, too, with when you mentioned regression and stuff like that. But the parallels of that scene, like, um, when he's on the plane to go back to L.A., it's the same movements of him being still and people just, like, running around. You're ra- as oh, my in, God. As in that scene, yeah. When yeah. When mentioned that he was in that moment of like he the before he temporarily regressed yeah. in the plane right there and he that's oh my god he like recognizes it and, and he like he caught it and he's like yeah. oh my god i've been through it before because he's been through it before but then he went through his whole change so now that he went through it again my like very very briefly in the plane mm-hmm. he recognized it and he's like i don't want to do this again i can't go yeah. back to being like yeah. this again yeah. dude that's like i didn't even catch that Man. before that's why it's like Zach Braff. See, I like everything about this film feels very motivated. It oh, feels very intentional. Which is which filmmaking should be. That's exactly know? what like, it it should be. Should be motivated. Should be personal. But every single you know, decision that you make, because even if it's even if you don't, even if not everyone catches on to it, mm-hmm. it's still like everything has a reason. Yeah. Every and. Everything has a purpose to be there. There's no filler. There's no nothing. And it's like even just that scene, like I or that shot of him getting back on the plane, like everyone's moving all around him all fast. I didn't even catch that. But I have no doubt. I have no doubt in my mind that that wasn't intentional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So so do you think the movie lived up to the hype? And do you and also why do you think people have latched onto this movie so much? Well, the only real hype I heard of it was from you. Really? I haven't, <laughs> I haven't heard. Yeah, you know, it's. I mean, it, it's very surprising because, like, in my opinion, I feel it's very much like, yeah, like an indie darling. Yes, but it's a very of its time. Like, you know, it's in the same, and then like that sort of genre got very popularized, and in my opinion, a, like kind of oversaturated. He had films like Perks of Being a Wallflower and Five Hundred Days of Summer, which, which came after, this. which came after this. Yeah, I, like I know, but yeah. then you know, you had more movies like that where, like, and then the term. Um, the director's iPod playlist, you know, like mm. where it's just like they're just using film like songs that are like kind of indie and and like which truthfully I have to say that that I've noticed like a lot of other uh, movies or shows use 
this playlist, like these songs in particular for their movies and stuff like that. But yeah. Garden State was the first to use these songs in these, you know. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure Garden State kind of set the set it off in a way and I and not a lot of people even know about it. I sure didn't know about it. And I think even just like you know, when you hear or see the movie Garden State, I was not expecting I really wasn't expecting the movie that I saw. I really wasn't sure what I was expecting. I guess I was expecting more of a I guess like a rom com, which is, I wasn't expecting anything that I saw, mm-hmm. which is and I was really I was really blown away. Um, I I think if I think yeah, it definitely deserves any following that it gets, and I could see why it has a, if it would have a following. Uh, in terms of like Zach Braff's directorial debut, this is really impressive. That's why when you said it was like he he wrote, directed, and starred in this. And it was his first like debut. Like this was his debut. I was I was really impressed. So I can see how like I can see how it's not that big because it's the first. It's his first. But still, any following that it gets, it's really well deserved. And I think people. I think people should definitely watch this movie. I hope. I really do hope that with like movies that are coming out right now especially more people are i guess like sin cinema cinephile people like cinema people i guess movie people are getting more into movies i don't know it's weird like i hope people can rediscover this movie because there is a lot especially like i said the the audience that he made this for people that can actually relate to this film oh my god like i really hope that this film has kind of like a second wave if it even had a first, which I'm sure it did, obviously, when it came out. But I, I really hope people can rediscover this movie like I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like I said, this is like, I'd say one of the most like, um, if like I said, if I was ever to make a movie, this would be very much a direct inspiration mm-hmm. for me. Like it, it's it, it's since watching it, it's very much impacted my way of like seeing stories in my head and stuff like that and storytelling in general or the storytelling that i would do Mm -hmm. so so yeah i definitely like um would love i know that a lot of people my age like you said or like know of it of course and and um and think you know feel highly of it too and i really do hope that yeah it comes out a bit more you know and i really hope that yeah like zach braff directs more than you know a a tv episode whether it's a really good tv episode i really hope he does a um movie i I hope he gets another movie too because well movies like this well he's actually they did well in 2020 but it didn't get good the 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 story Mm. wasn't great but i think yeah that's why i think movies like this Mm -hmm. like garden say are kind of rare yeah they're rare in how personal and real they feel and i know like there's a lot of people that watch movies for like a distraction or for like they don't want a reminder of real life Mm -hmm. but this is this is film this is art and this is like basically a person being as honest as honest as possible and and when you see that it's very it's very rare when you see just like a, a person's life kind of unfold in front of your eyes like in a movie in movie form Mm -hmm. that's it's it's rare uh and so that's why i think 
a lot of people that appreciate when a, when when Ooh. those kinds of films come along, they'll really appreciate this one. Yeah, he's kind of, he is actually uh, hopefully it, it gets some following, but he has a movie that he wrote and direct in his directing that has Florence Pugh in it that's coming out. So that's cool. Cool. A good person. I'll have to check that out definitely. Um but yeah, I just want to say that of course if you haven't seen this movie, please go and watch it <laughs> like um and they and as always like, you know, thanks for listening and and um and yeah, with that, um thanks Junior the Bro um for joining me today and in this rainy uh afternoon and now you can say that you have watched it seen it (laughs) i've seen it i've seen garden state finally yeah but um as always everybody um thanks for listening and as you might know or not know that this podcast is part of the undercast company um podcast lineup and uh, Besides this podcast, we have our mainstay of the underrated podcast where we discuss films that we feel are underrated, underappreciated, and those have just slipped into the radar and passed most people by. As well as um, our Marvel podcast called Infinity Stones and Dragon Bones, where we recently discussed um, Far From Home. Oh, no. Yeah. Far From Home. Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, Hawkeye. And the future of Netflix characters in the MCU. So if you could just um, go and listen to those as well, that would be very much appreciated. And thanks, everybody, for being amazing. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.